Alright, just testing my uh, stand-up material. Uh, getting reps in, that's all this is. So, hi. Uh, so, if you guys, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm actually only 75% white. Uh, that's right, so I'm technically less at fault for everything. And that's because I have a Japanese grandmother. See, my grandparents actually met in Tokyo immediately after World War II ended, and that's so damn weird to me, since, um, you know, falling in love is seems to be the exact opposite of declaring war and killing someone. Uh, and they met in a bar. I, I've tried to get them to recreate uh, what, how that went, because I just don't understand how that could have possibly gone, and they couldn't tell me. But I imagine it was something like, so, uh, are you from Tokyo originally, or, uh, Hiroshima? My family came here as refugees after the United States dropped its atomic bomb on our homes. Oh. Everything we owned was killed. Everything we owned was destroyed. My two uncles and grandmother were also killed in the blast. So, uh, my father and sister died from burns a few days later. Oh. Uh, do you want to, like, go out? And she actually said yes. That's the most fucked up part. She said yes. Because that stuff just doesn't happen these days. I mean, you don't see our guys coming back from Afghanistan all, Hey, Mom, Dad, this is my fiancé, Nasima. Uh, we met after one of our drones uh, wiped out our whole village. It was love at first sight. And I mean, my grandmother, straight grandfather, straight up enjoyed killing Asian people and fighting against them in war. You don't believe me? Well, he not only fought against the Japanese in World War II, uh, five years later he fought the Koreans in the Korean conflict. And a few years after that, he went back a third time to fight against the Vietnamese, the Vietnamese in the Vietnam War. It's actually pretty obvious that this man loved to kill Asians. And as a kid, that made me nervous. See, I'd sometimes worry uh, if I started to show too much of my Asian side, Sergeant Grandpa would take me down. I mean, he was unstable to, as it was. My mom, of course, was completely oblivious to this, I think. Or maybe she wasn't. But, or she'd be like, uh, hey, Dad, Morgan made another A in math. And I'm all like, no, I didn't. It was a D. And aside to my mom, the fuck are you trying to do? Get me bayoneted? She'd come back, I'm signing Morgan up for karate class. And I'd just be like, why not just dress me up in black pajamas and shove an AK-47 in my hands while you're at it? Jesus Christ, my fucking voice is terrible. <clears throat> Maybe this is a just a pointless, wasted endeavor. Anyway, continuing on, like the good soldier I am. Sometimes I suspect I'm the angel of death. A lot of times I suspect this whenever someone shares something with me that they found on social media. But I also have a logical, well-reasoned argument for why I should also feel confident that I'm the angel of death, and it goes something like this. One, <clears throat> I've had several near-death experiences where it was completely inexplicable uh, how they were merely limited to near-death experiences and not just death experiences. That's a terrible two. For instance, I feel like I've almost drowned like 20 times. 
You're telling me that I went 20 for 20? Because I also probably may have uh, gotten into car wrecks a couple of times that I didn't, but probably should have. I survived what should have been drug overdoses. There's just a lot of times. And to say that I was bat a thousand in my survival rate, statistically that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Two, though, because, I mean, again, uh, just because I may have maybe dead doesn't exactly make me the angel of death. So two, though, I've gone back through my memories using several mnemonic devices such as evocative time period specific music and in evaluating myself at the time of my most of my near-death experiences, well, there's not many definitely going to heaven time frames. There's actually a lot of definitely going to hell time frames. I'd go as far as to call them epochs. I mean, this is terribly written. Fuck. Anyway, three. I just so happen to wish a lot of... So again, okay, I may be dead, and I probably wasn't a good person and probably was hellbound at most of those times. But thirdly... I just so happen to wish death on a lot of people. And coincidentally, every day, a lot of people die. I looked it up. 150,000 people die every fucking day. You're telling me I'm not responsible for at least a few of those? I mean, come on. I guess what I'm saying is that I really wish I could get three people... Okay, god damn it, that's just terrible. Let's move on. I gotta just really work on these. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not in the greatest mood, actually. So, I used to have a love-hate relationship with the Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, on the one hand, I love the concept of being able to know all these different examples of human superlatives. Uh, but on the other hand, that book never documented any of the world records I actually was curious about. Like, for instance, who holds the world record for being caught jerking off by their parents the most? I mean, what's the number, uh, both day, all time, you know, in terms of career? Uh, is the same person hold both those records? Is there like a Michael Jordan of getting caught by their parents jerking off? Kind of tangentially related to that. I'd be curious to know what animal uh, species has been banged by humans the most. I'm going to say it's something domesticated. But I also wonder if there's been a specific animal that's been banged by the most humans. Or the most times by a human. Another one is maybe, what's the youngest kid ever to get a spanking? I mean, are we talking, you know, months old? Uh, weeks? Days? I mean, has there been a kid that's been hours old and got a spanking from his mom? Building on that last one, what's the youngest a girl or you know kid has ever had their ears pierced? We talking about the same time frame as spanking? I mean, did anybody give birth to a kid and then think, you know what, I gotta get that damn thing's ears pierced? Going to the other end of the spectrum, what's the oldest someone has been when they smoked crack for the first time, for instance? What's the oldest someone's been when they lost their virginity finally? Why haven't we tracked the largest penis in human history? And what's the most times someone has failed the same grade in school? That'd be interesting to know. Who's failed fucking second grade the most times? Anyway, moving on. 
I'm not a big believer in marriage, to say the least. I mean, if this doesn't say all there is to say about marriage, I don't know what does. But the last thing that Adolf Hitler did before he killed himself was get fucking married. Think about that. The Holocaust, mass slaughter, it's all crashing down around him, this world war he started. Hitler's in the bunker. He's about to commit suicide knowing he's going straight to hell. But right before he does, he needs to get that final atrocity taken care of. He needs to get fucking married. Anyway, speaking of nationalism, if we can agree that three of the most distinctively American qualities over the years have been capitalism, bullshit, and shame, then I contend that the most American document of all time is the patent application for the fleshlight. Now, for those of you who don't know, a fleshlight is a cylindrical tube that's shaped like a flashlight, hence the name, but instead of a lens and a bulb and batteries, um, there's just a hole for a guy to stick his dick in. It's the fleshlight. U.S. patent number 580-7360-A. Now think about the personality of your average patent clerk and now imagine what it must have been like when that application came through the system. I mean, did the clerk think it was a joke at first? Did he reject it out of hand? Because the first thing that really jumps out of you as you read through the patent application, and yes, I've read through the patent application, is just how evasive the language is. I mean, for instance, the guy who filed the damn thing tries to pass it off as a device used for, and I'm quoting here, the discreet collection of sperm, whether for medical or personal purposes. Yeah, I'm going to say that's 100% fucking personal purposes. Personal sperm collection purposes? And really, the discreet collection of sperm? That's how he's going to word it? How ashamed of himself was the author of that phrasing? And not to nitpick or anything, but doesn't collection of sperm naturally imp imply discretion? I mean, what's the alternative? The boisterously ostentatious public collection of sperm? And by the way, characterizing the fleshlight as a medical device, it's like calling the guillotine a weight loss tool. So then the guy goes on to say that the potential medical applications of the product could be, quote, use within sperm banks and also by psychiatrists, end quote. All right, first of all, the fleshlight doesn't seem like something that should be used communally. You go to a sperm bank, nobody is using the house fleshlight. Secondly, if my psychiatrist ever advised me to start fucking a plastic tube, I'm not sure I'd keep paying to see that same particular psychiatrist again. But the application then goes on to tout the potential benefits to society that this invention might bring. And again, I'm quoting here, to decrease the transmission of AIDS and other STDs, and also to decrease prostitution and possibly even rape and molestation. Holy shit. I'm surprised there wasn't a section right after that that said, Personally, I'm disgusted by the whole thing since I can totally get women to have sex with me, no problem. I'm just doing this for all the people out there getting raped and molested, you know. By the way, the patent application mentions kids way too many times. I mean, you can't read the thing and not suspect that this guy walked into his bedroom one day and found a seven-year-old singing Baby Shark into one of the fleshlights. Oh, and this guy also holds the patent on those so-called real fuck dolls. 
not the blow-up kind, but you know, the, those lifelike, uncanny valley abominations with the dead eyes and the gaping mouth hole that looks like it's screaming in abject terror. This guy patented that, too. He's like the Thomas Edison of fucking involuntary celibacy. And yes, the patent for real sex dolls is just as in denial and ludicrously evasive as the patent for the fleshlight. I mean, there's a whole section about people finding out that you own one of these goddamn things. And so it's this perfect blend of capitalism and shame and utter bullshit that makes the fleshlight the most American thing that's ever been invented and the patent application the most American document ever produced. So anyhow, I'm generally pretty skeptical of most religions, uh, but I'm really skeptical of religions that somehow incorporate and in cutting the foreskin off a baby's dick. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but something about it just doesn't sit right. I mean, these are the same people who usually assert that God is all-knowing and infallible, uh, only just not when it came to the design of man's dick, though. Because what these guys are essentially saying is that God designed man, and it was perfectly what he wanted to be, but then after he turned everything on, he realized he didn't like the way the dick looked. I mean, what was God like? Hey, uh, Gabriel, can we do a recall on mankind? No. Uh, so he instead communicated with the guy directly and told him that from now on, he's going to have to start cutting that foreskin off his dick. And somehow, this guy went and told everyone, and they agreed. Okay, well, if God says so, snip, 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 cut this shit off my dick. I don't have a transition from that either, and that's a joke and still in progress. Anyway, I'd like to go skydiving, but I will never, in fact, go skydiving. Not because I'm afraid of heights or worried something will go wrong. It's because I refuse to experience an extreme adrenaline rush with some dude strapped to my ass. Now, this isn't homophobia, by the way. This is just good old-fashioned personal space and the realization that there are no other circumstances on Earth where this guy being strapped to me would be in any way acceptable. I mean, it's like taking driver's ed and being forced to sit in the goddamn instructor's lap. Am I the only person that finds this to be strange? Is this the most efficient way to take people skydiving? By strapping them to someone? Why can't they just tie a wrist together? That way if something goes wrong, they can just grab me and then attach themselves to my backside. It's fine. I mean, but every time I see a video taken of someone skydiving, especially a woman, I'm unable to focus on anything else other than wondering what kind of thoughts are going through the head of the guy strapped to that woman's ass. They can't be pure. And think about the kind of person who's a skydiving instructor. Your first thought might be something like Patrick Swayze in Point Brank, but that's Hollywood. The real guys who do this shit are adrenaline junkies, who most likely do meth or cocaine and just can't do anything else in life other than strap themselves to the asses of people and jump out of a plane. That needs work, too. Alright, well... Fuck it. Let's keep going on. Maybe not. Alright, we'll do one more. Quick show of hands. Uh, how many folks here do we have who've seen a snuff film? Uh, okay. Well, like all of you, I too have so many questions about a snuff film. Uh, to explain what a snuff film is, uh, it's a film where someone is murdered in real life on the film. 
you know, these things are apocryphal in terms of, you know, you only really hear about them in terms of they dug it up from some hidden chamber next to all the kid porn in a rich guy's mansion's basement. But anyhow, like you, I also have so many questions about snuff films. I mean, what must the sales pitch on one of those things be like? I mean, does becoming rich somehow turn you into someone who needs to own some snuff films, or is it just that expensive to make? Although if I had to guess, I'd say the snuff industry is one of those low-cost, astronomical profit margins kind of products. I might be wrong, though. I just have a strong suspicion those, quote, actors aren't getting paid. I mean, what are they going to spend it on anyway, am I right? But seriously, what kind of compensation are these people getting? Or are most snuff films the result of some major league boondoggle? I mean, does the truth finally come out right after they walk into a room covered in wall-to-wall plastic sheeting? The chainsaw and a VHS camera sitting over to the side? I mean, something about that particular setup would make most people stop and at least ask themselves, Hey, is something fishy going on here? And what kind of a career path is snuff filmmaker even a branch down? I mean, the obvious answer is regular filmmaker who's extremely bitter about not being a bigger name in the mainstream industry, but what if it was something else? Like, what if most of them were somehow failed barbers or basketball coaches? What would that even say? This is terrible, too. It's, i got to work out a lot of this stuff, man, but that's fine. I will. Anyway, that's enough of that. I guess I'm just going to get on the fucking road and uh, head to Nashville now. Try to put all this other shit out of my mind. If we can agree that three of the most distinctively American qualities over the years have been capitalism, bullshit, and shame, then I contend that the most American document of all time is the patent application for the fleshlight. Now for those of you who don't know, a fleshlight is a cylindrical tube that's shaped like a flashlight, hence the name, but instead of a lens and a bulb and batteries, there's just a hole for a guy to stick his dick in. The fleshlight. U.S. Patent Number 5807360A. Now the first thing that really jumps out as you read the patent application is just how evasive the language is. For instance, the guy who filed the thing tries to pass the fleshlight off as a device used for, and I quote, the discrete collection of sperm, whether for medical or personal purposes. Yeah, I'm going to say that's 100% for personal purposes, and really, the discreet collection of sperm? That's the way you're going to word it? How ashamed of himself was the guy who wrote that? And not to nitpick or anything, but doesn't collection of sperm naturally imply discretion? I mean, what's the alternative? The boisterously ostentatious collection of sperm? Oh, and by the way, characterizing the fleshlight as a medical device is like calling the guillotine a weight loss tool. But anyway, then the guy goes on to say that the potential medical applications of the product could be, quote, use within sperm banks and also by psychiatrists. Okay, first of all, the fleshlight doesn't seem like something that should be used communally. You go to a sperm bank, nobody's using the house fleshlight. Secondly, if my psychiatrist ever advises me to start fucking a plastic tube, I'm not sure I'd keep paying to see that particular psychiatrist. But the application then goes on to tout the potential benefits to society that this invention might bring. And again, I quote, to decrease the transmission of AIDS and other STDs, and also to decrease prostitution and possibly even rape and molestation. 
I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't a section tagged right after that that said, personally, I'm disgusted by the whole thing since I can totally get women to have sex with me, no problem. I'm just doing this to, for all the people out there getting raped and molested. By the way, the patent application mentions kids way too many times. You can't read the thing and not suspect that this guy walked into his bedroom one day and found his seven-year-old singing Baby Shark into one of the flashlights. Oh, and this guy also holds the patent on those so-called real fuck dolls. Not the uh, blow-up kind, but you know, those lifelike uncanny valley abominations with the dead eyes and the gaping mouth hole that looks like it's screaming in horror. This guy patented that, too. He's like the Thomas Edison of involuntary celibacy. And yes, the patent for real sex dolls is just as in denial and ludicrously evasive as the patent for the fleshlight. I mean, there's a whole section about people finding out that you own one of these fucking things. And so it's this perfect blend of capitalism and shame and utter bullshit that makes the fleshlight the most American thing that's ever been invented. So, uh, I'm generally pretty skeptical of uh, most organized religions as it is, but um, my uh, bullshit meter just explodes uh, when a religion requires you to cut the foreskin off a baby's dick. Oh, call me crazy, but there's just something about the uh, um, mutilation of a newborn infant's genitals in the name of God that uh, just doesn't quite sit right with me, you know? Hey, after you finish, finish sprinkling some water on that baby's forehead, don't forget to cut the skin off its dick or else it'll burn forever. You know? I mean, the same people pushing circumcision are also the ones that claim that uh, God is this all-knowing and all-powerful being, you know? Just not when it came to the design of a man's dick, though, right? Because it's essentially what Christians, Jews, and Muslims are all saying, right? That uh, this omnipotent and omniscient being created everything, but messed up this one little thing, only he didn't catch it till after the fact, and so he's trying to clean it up now. I mean... In that scenario, God seems less like a fucking all-powerful being and more like Toyota or Pfizer doing a fucking product recall. I don't know. I wish I could have been there in heaven, though, on the seventh day when God sort of uh, had to rationalize this stuff, you know? Although, again, if you're all-powerful, why do you need a rest day? Huh. Anyway. Um, yeah, how would that have gone? You know? Knock, knock, Lord. Enjoying your day off? Uh, I don't know. I... God dang it, I think I messed up the human penis, but uh, I just can't live with it, you know? Ah! Oh, Lord, you're being too hard on yourself. I'm sure it's just fine. Oh, my God. Is it too late to uh, hit the reset button? <sighs> Where'd all the... Uh, why is all, their, all that skin on it? Well, I, I'd initially wanted to give them a much larger penis, but I sort of did the math and realized that they would do get nothing done if that were the case, and so I, I shrink it. I just forgot to fucking remove the extra skin. So uh, I think we're just gonna have to, um, you know, roll these changes out sort of to humankind. Okay, I'll go fire up the old uh, burning bush, All right? Because that's his. Uh, that was his approach to fix it. You know, communicate it to one dude specifically. And then have him spread the word to everybody. And the crazy thing is, is that they fucking bought in on it. You know, okay, I've got this, I've got some cup of dick on you. I mean, I would, that's what I really would have liked to have seen happen, you know? Look, Abraham is returning from on top of the mountain. What news from Yahweh do you bring us, Abraham? Well, God says he's working on a list of ten commandments for us to live by. 
But uh, in the meantime, he just needs us to do one little thing, you know? That's right. So before we had thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not murder, we just had, hey, you're going to have to do something about that dick, bro. Okay? That's why I'm not so sure that this was God's doing, right? I mean, if this was God, uh, he would have had a problem with just excess skin in general, right? And we'd be clipping our fucking elbows and our earlobes and shit. But it's just the dick. So here's what I think happened. I'm thinking some guy just went out, stuck his dick into something he shouldn't have been, got his fucking foreskin torn off, and then tried to fucking play it off to everybody, you know, like uh, it was the word of God. You know, this? No, what? I wasn't trying to fuck a badger. What are you talking about? God told me to do this, right? See, I'm not a pervert. I'm a fucking man of God. I mean, shit started that early, you know? And so it just makes more sense to me, right? Um, the fact that uh, this whole thing is just a man-made ritual to cover up the fact that some dude in the Bronze Age stuck his dick in a porcupine or something, maybe a great white shark, I don't know, shredded it, and then came back and played it off like, uh, no, 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 this is the Word of God, and so everybody's got to do it, you know? And um, I hate to admit it, uh, because I really strongly disagree with the approach they took, but uh, I have to agree with the end result. I mean, you seen an uncircumcised dick, dude? Mm. Thank you. Guys, um, this division in our country is really bothering me, okay? Uh, and I think that if we, if we stay fucking split into these two warring factions, it, it's gonna destroy us, okay? And to me, uh, this is insanity, all right? And I know this is not gonna be a popular thing for me to say, but from where I stand, both sides uh, are almost exactly the same, okay? And you're just arguing over minutia, you know. Because whatever side you're on, whether you call yourself a tit man or an ass man, you're both ultimately just arguing over fucking a set of lumps on the human body, okay? And I... But the people that are caught up in it don't seem to sort of realize it. So when you're you're in it, you're just arguing. You know, you're, hey, I like the lumps on the front of the fucking body because you don't have to lower your eyes too much to see them. And the other guy's like, yeah, but you get caught looking at them that way. Mine, with the lumps on the back of them, you can stare at. And then the other guy comes back with the, yeah, but uh, I got one of those. And so... What are you, gay? You know, because I mean, you, you like the same lumps that are on guys, okay? My lumps aren't on guys. And then the other one was like, I'm gay? The lumps that you like have little bitty fucking dickheads on the front of them. That's fucking gay. You know, it just and it spirals downward from there, okay? The danger is that you're going to keep splitting into factions too, right? Okay? Because I mean, the ass men, you know, that's just not enough for them to say, hey, don't call me an ass man, I'm just a right cheek only guy, alright? You know, on the other side, it's like, hey, left tit only man, alright? Don't get it twisted, don't call me a tit man, I'm a left tit man, okay? And here's how you know it's insane, women don't do this shit. I've never heard uh, anyone, any female, uh, declare themselves openly as a scrotum girl, you know? Guys, 
this division that split us into these two factions has gone too far over something that's so stupid, you know, when you think about it. I mean, this, this may not be a very popular thing to say, but I actually don't see much difference between the two groups, okay? I mean, because to, from where I'm standing, no matter what side you're on, uh, whether you're an ass man or a breast man, you're both just talking about a pair of sort of round skin lumps. You know, and it's... The back and forth just gets so... It keeps escalating, you know? It's vitriolic. It's it's hateful. You know, you got the breast men saying that, you know, ours are better because we our lumps are the best because you don't even have to, like... They think you're still making eye contact and you can be looking at, at our front lumps out of your peripheral vision and then the guys that are ass men are like, nah, our back lumps, they can't even tell you're staring at it. We just stare at it openly. And then the, you know, front lumps guys shoot back how do you know that it's always going to be a woman? It could be a guy. I have rear lumps, too. And then the other guy gets hostile because, you know, he's bro. Huh. And he's like, well, yeah, well, your front lumps have tiny dickheads on the front of them. And then they get hot, you know, it gets cranked. Up. Hey, those dickheads feed my wife, my children, okay? What are you, nursing your kids out of your wife's ass? You know, and just it just keeps getting, where does it end? And he, it, it, this is why I say it's stupid, is because you know it's guy shit, right? Okay, there's no female equivalent of this. Yeah, I, I've never heard a girl say she's more of a shaft gal, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I'm all the way scrotum lady, right here, you know? You've never heard that. Speaking of guy shit, um, I'd like to go skydiving one day, but as things stand, I will never go skydiving. Uh, not while, at least while they're still strapping a guy to your ass, okay? And before you accuse me, that's not homophobic. No, that's not it. It's First of all, look, I'll explain, but the first thing is, is just them saying that it's a safety measure, you know, is what sets off my bullshit detector, because, okay, it's a safety measure. Is it the only safety measure? That strapping a guy to your ass? You know? Because uh, I think people drown every day in America. But, uh, quick show of hands, how many people learned how to swim with a guy strapped to your ass, you know? Uh, and then, you know, 100,000 people every year die in automotive accidents. Um, I don't remember having to sit in the guy's lap when I took driver's ed, uh, do you? I don't, you know? So here's, been, here's, so here's what it is, okay? Here's the dead giveaway that guys give themselves away with their sort of, you know, perverted attempt, okay? It's when the guy shows someone how to hit a golf ball, right? If it's another guy, they're just mirroring each other, right? Okay, follow, do what I do with my arm, you know, move your hips. If it's a guy teaching a girl how to hit a golf ball, that motherfucker is, yeah, get down like that. Yeah, just keep your hips loose, yeah, you know? That's what I think. It's there's a sexual element to this, okay? And that's uh, it's out. You know, what I mean that 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 sort of offends me. You know, I mean to be honest, if you think about it, you ever watch a videos uh, a couple's skydiving video? There's very little difference between that and uh, cuckold porn, okay? I mean, in both cases, you have a woman who's whooping it up, you know, doing the woohoo, you know. There's a guy on her ass giving the thumbs up <laughs> with a big smile. You got the boyfriend over across filming the thing from a GoPro trying to smile. He looks kind of sick.
just, you know, I'm just not buying this shit, okay? Guys, this conflict that split us into two factions has gone too far, okay? And it's all over something that's so stupid when you actually stop and think about it. Now, this may not be a very popular thing to say, but I actually don't see much of a difference between the two sides, okay? No matter what side you're on, whether you're an ass man or a tit man, you're both just arguing over the exact same pair of rounded lumps of flesh. The only difference is front or back. And the back and forth just keeps escalating, you know? Breast man says that the front lumps are better because you can look at them while he's talking to you and not get caught. Nasty man shoots back and we, well, yeah, you can stare at the lumps in the back without even being caught. Uh, to which the breast man retorts that, oh yeah, well I've got lumps on my backside too. And they're making some yeah, pretty close-minded implications about sexual preference, which just ups it because it's dudes. And the ass man shoots back with, well, your front lumps have little penis heads on them. And you don't say that. My wife feeds our children from those. And it just keeps escalating and escalating out of control. It's too much. Think about the damage this does, you know? The way it ruins people's careers is tragic, you know. The proctologist breast man who has to live in fear of being out at each and every single day he's alive. Or the ass man bra salesman constantly choking down in vomit and waiting for the inevitable mob to come for him. Oh God, I'm living a lie. But you know what? I know that this is stupid. Because it's man shit, right? I mean, I've never, wa I've never yet met a woman who's looked at me and said, you know, I'm more of a shaft gal. I mean, there, there are no scrotum ladies out there. There just aren't, you know? Speaking of guy shit, I'd really like to go skydiving one day, um, but under the current skydiving regime, I will never go skydiving, at least not while they're strapping a guy to your ass to do so. All right, let me explain. First of all, my aversion to guys getting strapped onto your ass is not homophobic, okay? There, I'll just tell you. So, so when they claim that they strap a guy to your ass uh, because it's a safety issue, that sets off my bullshit detector right away. I mean, it's as if that's the only way you could be safe, okay? Look, people drown every day, and yet I've never met anyone who learned to swim by having a guy strapped to their ass, you know? A hundred thousand people die every year because of auto accidents. I don't remember taking driver's ed and sitting in the instructor's fucking lap. Any of you military guys ever step out onto the rifle range and your drill sergeant straps himself to your ass to make sure you don't actually shoot anyone? Accidentally shoot anyone? It's bullshit. And here's how I can tell there's a hidden sexual motive behind it, okay? Guys, you give yourselves away when you teach someone how to hit a golf ball, you know? Because look, if it's another guy, they're all, okay, stand across from me, watch what I do, mirror my movements. But if they're teaching a woman how to hit a golf ball, they're right there, strapped to her ass, you know, in that familiar, this is the only way I can teach you, is if I put your, my fucking dick between your ass cheeks. And think about it. You ever watch a video of some couple going skydiving? There's very little difference between that and a cuckold porn video, Okay. Because in both things, you got the woman whooping it up, woo-hoo, all over the place. You got the guy on her ass, giving the camera the thumbs up and winking and shit. And then you got the husband or boyfriend trying to smile with his GoPro and shit, but looking pretty nauseated and slightly panicked. So, my solution to this is easy, actually. 
Uh, instead of strapping a dude to your wife's ass, you strap the wife to the skydiving instructor bro's ass instead. And then you strap a dildo to your wife. Now I'm ready to go fucking skydiving. In this setup, the natural order's restored, okay? You got the woman still, woo-hoo! The husband's now the one who's smirking and giving a thumbs up and shit, and the skydiving bro's the one looking queasy and panicked. You know, like God intended. Guys, this divide that split us in two has gone too far, okay? And over something that's so fucking stupid, okay, when you actually think about it. And look, what I'm about to say is not going to be a very popular thing to say, but um, from where I'm standing, I actually don't see much of a difference between the two sides uh, at all, you know? I mean, from where I'm standing, uh, no matter what group you're in, whether you're an ass man or a tit man, you're both just talking about the same rounded uh, pair of flesh mounds. You know, the only major difference is that, you know, one set of rounded flesh mounds is on the front, and the other one's on the back. Huh. But <laughs> the vitriol, man, you keep you here over this shit. It's crazy. It keeps escalating. You know? Breast man starts out with like, hey, hey, uh, the mounds on the front are the best because you can be talking to a lady and kind of glance down nonstop and just keep, you know, getting a look at them. And uh, the ass man's like, yeah, okay, the lumps on the back, the same thing, uh, we can look at those all day. There's no way she can see. So, of course, yeah, breast man's gonna fire back with, yeah, oh yeah, well guess what? I got a couple of uh, flesh mounds on my back. You gonna stare at them without me knowing about it? Which, you know, that escalates things. So he comes back with, yeah, oh, your front mounds of flesh have little penis heads coming out of them. Hey, my wife feeds our children with those things, you son of a bitch! And just, it explodes from there. It's ridiculous. People's lives are getting impacted, you know? Their careers, people are... Losing their jobs. You've got the uh, proctologist who's a closeted boob man, constantly living in fear of the mob, you know, every day of his life, fearing that this is going to be it and the gig will be up. You got the uh, ass man plastic surgeon who's having to do a boob job and he's choking back the vomit. Asking himself, how did it come to this? It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And you know it's stupid? Because it's fucking guy shit, right? Like, women don't do this. <laughs> women, I... In all my life, I've never had a single woman confide in me that, uh... You know, I'm actually kind of a shaft gal. You know? It's never happened. I got five sisters. I've never once walked in, in the middle of them, accusing one of them of... Hey, oh my god, you're a scrotum girl? Yes, I'm a ball sack gal. Get over it. You know? That's never happened. Speaking of guy shit, I want to go skydiving one of these days, but um, I'm never going to go skydiving as things currently stand. Because uh, I'm not letting that. I don't believe in strapping a guy to your ass. Not as long as they're strapping a guy to your ass. I'm never going to go. Okay? And this is not homophobic, alright? It's actually the opposite. Let me explain. First of all, they strap this guy to your ass because they claim it's a safety precaution that they're taking. 
Okay, well, that's fine. Is it the only one? Right? Because look, people drown every day. Uh, how many of you guys learned to swim with a dude strapped to your fucking ass and you're, you know? Nobody. 100,000 people a year die from automobile accidents, you know? When I took driver's ed, I didn't have to sit in the guy's lap, you know. Yeah, take a left up here, right? You guys in the army, you went out to the fucking, you know, rifle range, you know. Did you have a guy in your ass who, yeah, boy, come on, private, 10 rounds on target now. Did you guys learn to shoot when a gunnery sergeant strapped to your ass? So, if it's bullshit, which it clearly is, because there's, I said so, it's got to be a sexual thing, right? That's what I think. And here's how it's a dead giveaway with us guys. We, we show our hand in the way we approach teaching somebody how to hit a golf ball. Okay, so if it's your boy, some other guy, you're having him stand there, you stand here, Mirror what I'm doing, okay? Yeah, that's it. Raise your arm. Yes, perfect, okay? Then you take a uh, guy who's trying to fuck a gal and see the way he tries to show her how to hit a golf ball. Again, we're back in that familiar, yeah, just in, you know, yeah, we're back there. Strapped to the ass. Can, I mean, look, <laughs> the proof's in the pudding, right? Have you ever seen a like a couple skydiving video, like a, a newlywed couple on their honeymoon to go skydiving. You ever watch those videos? Very close to being cuckold porn. I mean, all the elements are there for it, all right? You got the woman. She's woo-hoo, whooping it up. She's the star of the show. The guy on her ass, you know, he's fucking, you know, thumbs up, winking at the camera and shit. Then you got over off to the side, you got the fucking poor husband. He's <laughs> giving a weak thumbs up, but he looks like he's about to vomit at any second with his fucking GoPro. There's a way to fix it. Restore balance to the force or whatever. Just flip it over, okay? The woman is strapped to the instructor, skydiving bro's ass. But before we do that, we strap on a dildo to her. Then we strap her on to him. Now everything's in its right place. She's still the star. She's going, you know, whooping it up. The husband is now the one giving the thumbs up to the camera, winking and shit. And the fucking skydiving bro is the one with the weak thumbs up, trying to look like he's not going to puke, but he's disgusted. As God and nature intended. I say that, but I actually like it when science uh, flies in the face of uh, nature. I read recently, a little while ago, about um, an in vitro fertilization uh, test tube baby that had three parents. Yeah, it had the mother and the father, and then uh, because there was some kind of genetic issue with them uh, due to like the immune system or something, they had to get a second uh, donor, father, uh, to fill that, that uh, role. Uh, 
I'm not exactly sure how the science works on that, but I think it goes something like this. <laughs> 